I know your family is important to you and you'd protect them at all costs. Do you know it might not cost as much as you think? Term life insurance will help protect your family from the potential burden of loans. EverQuote is here to make things easy for you to protect your family. Call 866-335-2648 to speak with an agent Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. so you can better understand your needs and so they can help you find an affordable solution. That's 866-335-2648 to speak to EverQuote today. Podcasting from the JK Twin Studios. This is the show for Reds fans by Reds fans. Each week, we take a look at the games, the players, and the stories of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Now, your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. And welcome to the uh, Reds fans chatter podcast. I'm Scott Evans. He's Nick Lawson, and uh, this show is going to be an interesting one because we have absolutely no idea what we're going to talk about. It's kind of like how uh, the games are being played in spring training right now. No one knows the rules. No, you- <laughs> no they can pretty much in the game whenever they want now. Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, he, he threw 20 pitches. Uh, there's nobody out. Runners on all the bases. Yeah, let's just call it an inning. Yeah, let's just go away. Uh, I mean, I, I, That's so stupid. I mean, the Reds are like one, five, and one or something right now. But honestly, with these rules, does it does it even count? I mean, spring training never counts, but it seems like right now with these rules, it counts even less. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So, <laughs> um, then also there there are some news and notes. Reds still do not have a shortstop. Let me rephrase yeah, that. No surprise. They have not signed. A, they have not signed or traded for an established shortstop. They do have shortstops on the team, and and different candidates. Uh, there's no no real front runner right now. Uh, D. Strange Gordon's looked fairly good in uh, limited roles. Uh, I believe. Um, I, I know he had to change his number because I know he was not number zero uh, going in previous seasons. But Alex Blandino. Uh, I think he looked uh, at least decent in a couple of games or a game or so. Uh, we can get into some of the games as we go on. But, uh, you know, a couple of things baseball did. So with the new minor league, major league baseball agreements, Rob Manfred controls all of baseball. That's wrong. <laughs> so you have, you, you have the uh, pandemic hopefully winding down. Uh, cases everywhere are going down. Even the strictest states in the in the country are pretty much uh, loosening up their uh, restrictions, at least somewhat. Uh, some states like Texas, it's it's uh, it's up to each individual to decide for themselves uh, how to handle it the rest of the way. The vaccines are working, uh, so Reds are going to be at thirty percent on, on opening day. But minor league baseball. He decided to delay it a month and, and go back to the way it was last year during the height of the COVID pandemic with, uh, you know, for the Reds, it was Prasco Field up in Mason. I And I, the players, when they came up from Prasco to the majors, I mean, it's a big step going from AAA to, the, to MLB, but they were not ready. No. I mean, you can tell by Jose Garcia. Uh, he just wasn't ready. Right. He can glove it, but he can't hit. So that's that's you know having a minor league season is what we really need right now. I, I mean, I, I get that. I mean, I, it doesn't make sense because 
uh, even last year in Kentucky, uh, which is fairly strict state when it came to COVID restrictions, uh, I think a lot of it had to do with uh, some politics in there, but we won't get into that. But they had 50% capacity at uh, two of the uh, minor league baseball fields, one in Lexington, one in Florence, and uh, they played baseball with limited crowds. You could do the same thing in Louisville. You could do the same thing uh, in Dayton. I, I mean, obviously the money situation's not going to be there, but, uh, but I, I mean, I've been to a lot of minor league games. And Dayton's not really a good example because they sell out every game. But, uh, you know, if you have 30% capacity in Dayton, let's say that's two to 3,000 people. Um I mean that that's enough to get the games going and, and get players actual developmental time, not just uh, you know scrimmaging. Yeah, and plus, I mean, like in Dayton, like you said, they got some great fans in Dayton. They they love the Dayton Dragons down there or up there. And uh, but yeah, I agree. I mean, we need minor league ball, and that's just, that's that simple. I don't know what Manfred's thinking here. But if you could do it with, like you said, the limited capacity, then what's the problem? Yeah, I mean the the states are opening up. Yeah. Uh, the the I mean, major league major league teams are going to have fans in the stands, so there's no reason. Uh, it, it doesn't make sense. The testing can be applied across the board. They're going to be testing at the minor league sites anyway. I think it's just. I mean, it's going to screw some of the uh, lower end players that may not make the uh, Prasco team. Are, are you going to have four teams? worth of uh players in uh at prasco plus the uh i i guess the the like the arizona state league or whatever it's called where they play the uh developmental ball the the low rookies i, I think that's what they're doing now uh yeah. I, I guess they could still stay in uh, in phoenix and i guess maybe they'll have the sites in phoenix rather than rather than at prasco but if you need a player uh, because someone does test positive for COVID or just a regular injury, uh, that that's kind of a disadvantage for the uh, for the Reds as well and and other teams too. Because Arizona and Florida, other than the uh, the Blue Jays, are going to be playing at their facility uh, for most of this season. Um, it, it's it's stupid. Uh, we need we need minor league baseball back. We need major league baseball back. Um, and I, I don't think he's making that decision just because of the pandemic, because uh, the, the numbers with the pandemic's going down and everything's starting to open up. Uh, he's not doing the same thing for Major League Baseball. They're, they're going to have fans this year, thankfully. I still don't know about opening yeah. day. The Reds have not announced that. They have announced that uh, limited tickets will go on sale. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, too. But... Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> it's 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 really frustrating uh, with that part of it. And that's one uh, COVID note: uh, Governor De- Governor Dewine in Ohio, which affects the Reds and Indians. Of course, Rob Manfred has to agree uh, to any increases as well. But uh, uh, the governor did announce that uh, if certain uh, metrics are met, uh, basically if if the current daily rate goes down by about a, about two-thirds then um then there, there's not going to be any restrictions including uh crowd size at uh major league baseball games so hopefully we reach there hopefully if the governor decides it's safe for uh for 
increased capacity at uh, baseball games. Hopefully, Manfred will sign on as well. God, I hope so, man. This guy's killing us. <laughs> you, you know, and where my seats have been moved, uh, there's going to be part of me that's going to be uh, like, this is very Karen-ish of me, but uh, I'm like, ah, because usually my seats are on the end, so I have elbow room, and it's easy to get in and out, and they've moved me uh, moved me in the same section a couple rows back across the way, and uh, they're keeping space from the aisles, so I guess you're never you know within three feet of anyone or six feet of anyone. And uh, so it, when it when it eventually does open up, whether it's in July or September or whenever whenever that date comes, uh, I'm going to be stuck next to people. I don't care about the virus. I just don't want to be around people. <laughs> You think it like I do. That's how I like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't I, want to be around people either. <laughs> by, by opening day, I'll, I'll be fully vaccinated. And uh, a couple weeks into the season, I should have full immunity. So that part's not going to bother me. But even if I wasn't, I just don't. <laughs> I like my elbow room. I, I like, uh, I mean, I've, I've contemplated before uh, buying an extra seat next to me just so I wouldn't have. So there'd be. Uh, There'd be space between me and the person that goes with me to the game or if I take the kids. But uh, <laughs> I'll have to do it next year because, uh, at least for the games I take the boys, because uh, this is their last season to get in free. See, I'm like, I used to do that when I used to go to the movie theaters. I don't want anybody sitting right next to me. I have to have that space. Oh, yeah, especially the older theaters. Like the newer theaters, you get like the a, a, a recliner that's bigger than the one in my house, but... Well, like rave, rave theaters like that. Yeah, I mean that's the last last movie I saw was Star Wars uh, last January, so um, I, I saw it very late again, kids. <laughs> but um, I saw Lego Batman. That's how long ago it was for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it'll be good to get back to some of those things. But uh, but yeah, so. That's my Manfred rant uh, so far. I, the the change. I don't mind changes to the game, but uh, when they're fundamentally change the game, especially if you're trying to watch spring training, see what the team, what your team is going to be doing, you can't judge right now. I mean, you never really can this early in the se- in the spring, but um, even even more so now. I, I guess he doesn't want to have pitching changes in spring training this early. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, I can kind of see why Fox Sports isn't isn't uh, airing the games. I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it definitely, definitely is. And, I mean, go ahead. I was gonna say. I mean, I mean, some of the games he's putting in the season again, the runner on second in extra innings. Eh. Uh, well, I mean, they're not, they're not even going to do, like, to talk about the DH and all that. They're not going to do that. And, and expanded playoffs isn't going to happen this year. Now, see, those are the two things I actually like from the changes last year. Uh, as much of a traditionalist I am with the uh, National League, I, I just remember so many times watching Johnny Cueto when he was with the Reds hit. And nine times out of ten, he would just walk down to first base after making contact that was going to be a definite out. Uh, it wasn't yeah. It wasn't exciting. And, and at the same time, he's your ace pitcher. You you didn't like the idea of, uh, t- especially with the dollars involved with your top top of the line starters. Uh, I mean, look at Trevor Bauer making forty million dollars this year. Um, do you want to risk injury hitting? 
Oh, he's had two starts with the Dodgers already, and he's been looking fabulous and makes right. me jealous. Right. I mean, but at the same <laughs> at the same time, uh, I'm pretty sure Magic Johnson, the group there, would much rather have the DH than have yeah. Trevor Bauer up there swinging, running the bases, and uh, potentially getting a non-pitching injury for uh, for their uh, money that they spent. Yeah, I agree. I'd not have my pitcher get hurt running down first base. Right, or pull a hammy or anything else. Right. I mean, injuries are part of the game, but I think now uh, the the rosters have been expanded to 26 players. Uh, the, the DH and the NL last year, I mean, you you lose the double switch is about the only thing that, uh, that I kind of miss. But sometimes those got annoying as well. Especially David Bell would do it every five minutes. Oh, yeah. He, he'd do a double switch <laughs> in the second inning. Yeah. Like when double switching already? I mean, he, he made uh, Tony LaRusso's double switches look uh, sparingly used. Yeah, I mean, he made Tony LaRusso's double switches look like he's doing it in, in Little League. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, but uh, other uh, Reds news. This one's uh, kind of uh, serious. So, people were wondering where uh, Shogo was in the lineup. He was actually not in spring training. His wife, uh, you may have seen in the news. Uh, a few weeks ago where a tree landed on someone, uh, kind of a freak accident. Uh, unfortunately, that someone was his wife. Fortunately, she is uh, doing better now and uh, is going to fully recover, so that's good. And uh, show goes back in, back in camp. Yeah, I mean, that, that's – I heard that. I, I thought, wow, uh, if a tree falls on somebody, usually we kill somebody. But luckily, she uh, she survived it. She's pretty tough. Right. Uh, he's played uh, one game over two uh, in four innings, uh, played center field uh, and, and lost to the Giants at uh, Goodyear Ballpark. Um, it's good to have him back. Uh, Castellanos, uh, I mean, a lot of the guys are struggling this year. Votto uh, has been doing okay. Uh, Suarez has been doing really well. But outside of that, everyone's yep. just, I mean, it's almost like the uh, end of season never happened or the – how they finished the year last year is how they're starting uh, spring training this year. Uh, of course, pitching is usually ahead of hitting, so that, that's not to be surprised. But at the same time, it's kind of uh, kind of concerning. Uh, Castellanos doesn't have a hit yet. Uh, I don't think uh, Winker has a hit yet. Uh, I, that's limited at bats, but still, I mean, you got to get on the board somehow. Right now, I'm I'm uh, reading this article from uh, uh, Mark Sheldon at MLB.com. Uh, some game notes from today, and uh, there's a spring training B game, and and this this uh, kind of is like I can't even imagine what these games are like. It says uh, B games carry less meaning than regular exhibition games because they are on the backfields with relaxed rules and uh, mostly minor league players. How more relaxed could the the rules get than what we're seeing in the early uh, main spring training games? Well, I saw the pitching line from yesterday's little B game. These are my quotations. Um, Wade Miley even gave him three runs during that whole thing. What's up, what is up with this guy? Oh, I know. It's hopefully, <laughs> I mean, we need him to be uh, at least can give us four or five innings, uh, get to the bullpen type of a type of a um, player. But, I mean, he is healthy, though, so that that's really good. Uh, Doolittle uh, came out today. He didn't look that great in the in the five seconds I saw 
uh, before my kids made me turn it back to Mickey Mouse. Now you have three runs in one inning and look like you got back to back home runs. What's going on here? <laughs> I yeah. know he's been out. I know he's out injured most of the season last year, so he's trying to get his feet wet and everything. So I, he'll get, he'll get it going. Right. Yeah, he said he he gave up an Arizona homer. Yeah, that you know what an Arizona homer is, right? He's been to Arizona. You've seen. Oh him. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the the the. Arizona, this is why it's one of my favorite places in the world. It's a desert climate uh, with my sinus issues that every I think everybody has in the Cincinnati area. Uh, it, it's just like it's the air is so crisp, it's clean, but the ball flies there. Yeah. Uh, except in uh, the Diamondbacks actual ballpark, even with the roof open, uh, uh, it's a little bit different there. It, it's It's kind of... For whatever reason, uh, I think that's a dead ballpark. Maybe I'm wrong. It just seemed that way the night I went. Because there was almost a no-hitter the pitch the night I went. Uh, but uh, I, I love that ballpark. Uh, a lot of the locals there were like, ah, it's a dump. I can't wait till we get a new one. I'm like, really? It's only like 20 years old. Yeah. <laughs> or 20. Like I, think, I think it was 20 years old when I was there, maybe 25. I, I had to go up and look at my Archie Bradley uh, cup I use uh, upstairs. Archie Bradley. Here's a guy that went to Philadelphia. That guy may be the closer in Philadelphia now. I know it's crazy. I, I, yeah. I don't. I guess that was a money. That was a money move uh, due yep. to COVID. I, I, if there was no COVID, I, I don't think the Reds would have. I don't know if they would have added anything this year. Uh, Trevor Bauer would not have been a uh, Red this year, regardless. The Reds were not right. going to spend forty million dollars on any one player. Yeah, it wasn't in the budget. No. There's no way. <laughs> no, they, they may have paid 20 for him. And they stayed, I don't think they only spent like maybe, what, $10 million the whole off season. Yeah, it, it's – I mean, no team in the Central – I mean, even when the uh, Cardinals and Brewers made some last-second moves, they really didn't spend much in the offseason either. So they did a little bit more than the Reds did, but they also at one point were way behind the Reds. So I, I think it's those three teams at the top this year. I mean, the Reds added 25 players. Right. But a lot of them were. They didn't, you know, minor league guys, and you didn't really spend a bunch of money. So, is it smart? I mean, think about it as an owner. Is that smart? You know, you you got guys cheap. Here's what I think could happen is let's say, best case scenario, um, April 1st comes, Governor DeWine. Uh, signs the order removing all the restrictions because uh, COVID's under control in Ohio. That's, that, that's possible. And then Bob opens up his checkbook. He may wait. A, he may at the same time he may wait a little bit just to make sure. You know, a few weeks later, it's not like closed down again. I, I think that's what uh, I think that's what he's kind of waiting for. And I, I guess the other question is. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that are on the one side where they're like, yeah, we're going to do whatever anyway. But there's a lot of other people that are going to be nervous, even if Fauci comes and says it's over, uh, to go out and and, uh, do normal things again. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. If the Reds are not winning and the uh, you may get a couple games where people are just wanting to get out and and about. But if the Reds are not winning, I, I, I see. It's it's going to be a rough. I mean, thirty percent won't be an issue. Yeah, and plus, I mean, 
Don't you think maybe David Bell's on a very short leash and how they start the season? I would think so. This is his last uh, last year of his contract. Um, I mean, COVID changes everything, but uh, at the same time, uh, he's it's kind of hard to believe he's been here. Three. This is his third season. It, it seems like it was just yesterday he was hired. But uh, so I, I would. He made, he made he made strides last year. But this is this is a whole. This is 162 games now. So I he's mean, focus. I mean, if if they get off to a slow start like they did last year, where they are playing just as bad as they did under uh, Brian Price, uh, he may get a short leash. I mean, if he if they start off like they did in 2000 and uh, 2018 or 2019, yeah. I forget which year it was. It was it 18. Was both. It was well both. <laughs> well, where they were like three and eighteen or something. That was two thousand and eighteen uh, yeah. when they fired uh, fired that Brian Price uh, early in the season. I, if they start off like that, I, that was awful. I, I think it's no question uh, David Bell will be gone. Uh, it, it'll be interesting because I don't know if David Bell was uh, if he was really Nick Crawl's uh, first choice. If he would have been fully in charge, I mean, he was general manager at the time, but Dick Williams was making the calls. So, I mean, I mean, for me, I mean, if he does say he, you know, they get off to a horrific start again, and he gets he gets like, oh, I, I'm a Delano DeShields guy. I like to see him be an interim manager to just see what he can do. Right. He's a smart guy. Yeah. Yes, he is. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Hopefully, it, it, it's a non-issue, and the Reds get off to a very start, a very fast start, uh, sweeping the uh, the Cardinals uh, on April Fool's Day. That'd be great the season, that'd, but uh, that'd be so great. I would. I'll be. I'll be the happiest kid ever. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Kid, that's right." So. Uh, Guess other notes out of uh, out of camp so far. Uh, Hunter Green came in, pitched. Uh, he threw the ball like amazing. Uh, got roughed up a little bit, but uh, threw it like what 101, 102, 103. Yeah, he topped out one hundred and three. Wow, gets it gets a little. That's, and, gets and a, that's after Tommy John surgery. Oh, I know. Gets a little bit more control, and uh, and I th- I think he's going to be an excellent starter. Um, uh, or he could end up being a reliever. I mean, we'll we'll see how the Tommy John surgery goes. If he if he can still have the stamina of a starter that you really need, uh, or if it's going to be uh, more of the uh, more of the kind of the Chapman role. I mean, when you, when you talk about one hundred and three, you get you get a little excited about thinking about you know that dominant shutdown closer. But also, I mean, you've had some very dominant pitchers uh, as starters that threw very hard. Uh, not putting Hunter Green in these names at all, but uh, Verlander uh, back in the day was throwing 101. I mean, he would throw 101 and then follow it up with a 75-mile-per-hour curveball. It was unhittable. Well, it's like look at Nolan Ryan. He pitched 27 years, good, and he was right. throwing 100 miles an hour in his last game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I remember uh, going to a Reds-Detroit uh, game when Verlander was there and pitching, and uh, Brandon Phillips had probably one of the best at bats I've ever seen where he probably fouled off 10 to 12 baseballs before finally, uh, getting a hit in that game, which, yeah. uh, I think the Reds ended up winning, but he, uh, that's the one thing that, uh, these Reds hitters did not do last year at all. And that's run up pitch counts. 
Yeah, I mean, there was some impatience at the plate, and it, it just weren't fouling anything off. They weren't taking a bunch of pitches yeah, either. And when, and when you're facing the other team's top pitcher, you've got to be patient. You've got to run up his, uh, give him a twenty, a couple of twenty inning or twenty pitch innings, and then get to their bullpen because uh, no matter how good their bullpen is, uh, they're not going to be the bullpen's not going to be as good as their uh, top pitcher. Yeah, you, if they get their say their Tom Glavin. For instance, just using him as an example, saying it's their ace, and he goes out there and he's throwing five pitches first inning, and you're already they're done. And you got to run his pitch count up early, and that's why Glavin early. Glavin did that a lot against almost every team. But yeah, yeah, but, I said Reds at Riverfront Stadium. Remember, he, he, he beat the Reds every time at Riverfront Stadium. <laughs> so. Uh, Castillo's getting ready to make his uh, first start soon, so uh, hopefully uh, he d- he does well in spring uh, training. I hope still reigns eternal. Uh, once the Reds actually start playing real games, I, I think we'll know a lot more, uh, at least at least somewhat close to regular rules. I think we're all chomping at the bit to get going. Oh, absolutely. I mean, last year was shortened. Uh, nobody could go to the games. Uh the ending was very disappointing. Yep. Uh, and uh, I think we're wanting to see what Votto can do in his last few years, uh, see what Castellanos can do, and if he can live up to the contract they signed him for. Uh, Shogo. I mean, the Reds have, if you're excited for the team last year, you should be excited for the team this year. Uh, we've lost a closer that people wanted out anyway. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> We've lost Robert Stevenson. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you all. Finally. Uh, we, we lost a couple of guys we picked up mid, mid-season last year. So, I mean, they yeah. weren't here to be excited about this time last year in spring training. So, I mean, really, from the offensive side, good or bad, it's about the same team we had last year. Yeah, I mean, the lineup hasn't changed much at all. I mean, if you go up and if you go look at last year's opening day lineup to right now's lineup, we lost it's not, Fre- different, not really different. We lost Freddie Galvis, but he didn't do a lot offensively. <laughs> like I said, we eliminated a hole at shortstop with Freddie Galvis. Right. <laughs> Even though we still have a hole. <laughs> so I mean, the outfield's still locked, long jam. I, I I still foresee a trade before the before opening day with one of the outfielders. If not by opening day, by middle of the year, one of those outfielders will probably be traded. Who would be your tradable guy? Uh, I think it depends on how they are playing and how the team is playing. If if the Reds are contending, it's it's going to be uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, if it's before the season starts, I mean, uh, Castellanos, I believe, is in his final year of his deal. So, I mean, it could be Castellanos. Uh, Jesse Winker's always uh, been mentioned as a trade possibility. Uh, I, I don't think the Reds will trade Shogo. I, there's value in him, uh, especially with the Japanese, uh, tra- especially if uh, travel restrictions across the world are, are lessened. Uh, he's going to bring in fans into the stands. So, uh, it's kind of hard to say. Am I forget? I, mean, I know I'm forgetting. Nixon Zell is a definitely a, another interesting trade piece because he has so much potential but's had so many injuries the last couple of years. Yeah, I think I like to see a healthy Senzo in a full season. That's what I want to see this year. Right. 
Because he's, like you said, he's got potential. I mean, he's, he was our number one pick, so obviously the scouts saw something in him. Right. So I, that I was mean, as a third baseman too. Yep. I mean, and then uh, I mean, you have. Uh, I mean, I can see that. I mean, it's it's going to be tough. I mean, with the COVID financial restrictions, and if the team goes really bad, uh, do they blow it up again and get rid of everyone? I hope not. I, I hope not either. But uh, I mean. They got a lot of young players already. I, I don't think they need to do that, but um, and I and who knows? I mean, that that could be a death knell. With uh, I mean, there's something else with COVID. People, while people have not been have been itching to do things and being able to get out, they've also realized in some ways that they can get by without doing these type of things. So, uh, if if the Reds if the Reds go through a blow up and not an immediate uh, recharge, almost like the some of the one and done teams in college basketballs uh, have done in the past, where you know everybody's gone, but the next year they're a contending team again. Uh, if the Reds can do that in the off season, sign players versus a, a long rebuild type thing, uh, that might be okay from a business standpoint. But uh, if they tear everything down again and are going for draft picks and and minor league uh, guys when they haven't been able to play minor league games the last two years. I, I don't think that's a smart move for any team. No, no. I mean, I know it's right now it's baby steps for every team, but it's, it's time to get full gear for 162 games. Let's do this. Absolutely. So um, I think that about wraps up everything. Oh, yeah, Reds uh, tickets. Uh, I'm trying to find uh, – find the date on that yeah i'm not seeing it either i'm not seeing it either they, they announced it <laughs> maybe they, they changed their it. mind <laughs> <laughs> who knows they could have no but uh reds I, I think it's uh is it the 17th is it is that the, is the 17th next monday no 17th the, next wednesday yes yeah, I don't see a date. I mean, what we'll to this is be to be determined is what I'm saying here. <laughs> so, hey guy. Maybe next show we'll have a a date for you. I'll have it right here. Yeah, the Reds tickets uh will go <laughs> on sale uh March 17th. I thought that was the date. Okay. Every game but opening day. There will be a limited number of seats. Opening day is going to be, it's going to sell out. <laughs> yeah, 12,000. I have still not seen uh, what my options are are going to be for opening day this year. They'll put you in the nosebleed section, probably. Yeah, so, okay, so prepaid. Okay, here here's how it works. This is actually more information I've seen anywhere else. Um, they're going to go on sale March 17th, 9 a.m. to the uh, general public, uh, excluding opening day. Uh, you can actually buy tickets in person at Great American Ballpark on Thursday, March 18th at 9 a.m. Even though all the tickets are going to be done digitally. So I, I don't know what the purpose is of going in person. But if you want to go down to the ballpark, I guess they can show you how to use your app. Because uh, there's going to be no paper tickets this year, which is going to be interesting. Because I'm sure there's a few people out there that don't have smartphones. 
Yeah. Uh, if, if you want to go down there and stand in line, it's, it's your business. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather do it digitally. Right. Uh, season ticket holders are going to have an opportunity to buy uh, tickets before anyone else on March the 15th. There you go. And if you have uh, ticket vouchers or account credit from 2020, uh, you can use your credit to buy tickets on March the 16th. So there's always options. Yeah, masks are going to be uh, mandatory for all fans. Uh, that will probably continue even after the uh, uh, rules go away from uh, Ohio's governor, um, which, will, which will probably be a while, but, uh, I mean, it's hard to say. Uh, yep. But uh, it, it's all it's all up to Manfred on 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 these rules. Not it's, it starts with uh, Governor Dewine. Manfred can't overrule him as far as uh, making things less strict, but he can make them more strict. Uh, which because masks do include for kids two and up, where the rest of Ohio is six and up. So if you take your kids inside the Reds Hall of Fame. And they're under six. They do not have to wear a mask. But if you go into the inside the stadium, uh, they have to. See, my my, I have a five year old. His birthday's today, so I have a five year old. He would probably still wear a mask, but not over his nose because he doesn't like that. Right. I mean, it, <laughs> hopefully they'll be smart about it. I mean, it's outside, and if they're yeah. in their seats, uh, I'm just gonna have some gummy bears at the ready. If I see if a security guard wants to be uh snippy i'm like hey he's eating <laughs> yeah he's in his gummies and he'll have it he'll have his sippy cup with him uh, socially uh distance pod style seating for up to six per group and they're gonna keep uh fans six feet apart uh, let's keep that part anyway <laughs> virus yeah, or no virus next time, next time i go i'm bringing my sippy cup and then uh they want to uh encourage people not to use cash which makes no sense from the uh from the virus standpoints because it's not spread by touch it's spread by air and uh evidently there's no backpacks whatsoever and i think that includes the ones the reds give you yeah that's stupid too yeah so that that's pretty much wraps that part up um uh, I'll, I'm not going to complain too much because no matter what the rules are, we actually are able to go in and watch baseball this year. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, you know, you can't look at a gift, uh, a gift horse in the eye, but uh, hopefully the Reds are competing. Uh, hopefully I find out how I get my opening day seats or maybe, I mean, some of the ticket prices I saw from other teams, uh, it was in a mem, so I don't know if that's uh, – resale value or actually actual from the teams but if they're that much uh, other than the fact i do have a, a couple hundred dollars in credit from last year uh, i may pass on opening day because i do not really want to spend 150 dollars to sit in the nosebleeds no i wouldn't do it either and, and that, nosebleeds no way and, and that would be but i mean i think pittsburgh was even like 200 dollars yeah. For for the uh for the entry level ticket. The Yankees were five hundred. Even bigger yow. <laughs> so so far in uh camp, is there anybody that's impressed you? Uh I think Alex Blandino really wants the shortstop job. Um he's he's been hitting. Uh he's been driving runs in and he's been playing the field very well. I think he's he's won that job right now. I think he's been very impressive. 
Uh, I, I kind of agree. Votto started off kind of hot. Uh, I think today he didn't have a great game, but uh, I do like what I've seen from Votto so far. Votto's, he, yeah, he was two for two his first game, and then he didn't play for a couple games, and then he played today. It was like one for two, I think. Right. So I'll t- I'll <laughs> he hit t- the highest. He hit the highest fly ball you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> I, I, I take it was an out. No, it was a double. Oh, really? It was a high fly <laughs> ball for a double? You get a high fly ball for a double. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go back and look at that one. I, did it, I guess, was it the, caused by the wind or something, or is it just a bad fielding? Or The pitch was up high, and he just tattooed this thing. And all you kept seeing was the ball up, and then it would just die somewhere because nobody, I guess somebody could find it or something, and it just <laughs> went to the wall. Oh, man, that's awesome. It was goofy. <laughs> so here, here's the Votto having. If the Votto has a good year, this team's going to contend. Oh, I hope so. Because it'll just he's make every. Key. I mean, especially if you're going to be if he's going to be hitting in the three hole or even the, or the two hole. Uh, I mean, he has to hit otherwise because no one else will around him if he doesn't. They, as long as he don't hit lead off, Votto is not a leadoff hitter. No, Winker actually is. Yeah, he actually did pretty good in the leadoff spot. He, he only I thought he played more in the leadoff spot last year. I guess not because Votto was hitting there. But uh, a lifetime uh, Winker, I think, is like a two seventy eight hitter, three fifty or three sixty on base. That, that that's a, that's good leadoff stats, occasional power. So uh, hit him leadoff. Absolutely, let's go. Or show go. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to play now. Let's go. Yep, let's go. All right, (laughs) next week uh, we'll have more uh, spring training news and uh, much, much more on the Reds Fans Chatter podcast. Until then, go Reds. Go Reds.